Welcome to the Unabashed Gaming Podcast, where we talk about all things tabletop RPG. This week, I'm joined by David Larkins and Susan Stewart, and we all talk about 2014 in review, look forward to some Kickstarters maturing in 2015, and discuss what our hopes and dreams are for the coming year. We also discuss some of our projections from last year's recording, and see what came to pass and what didn't. As usual, campaign pipe dreams at the end. Enjoy. So yeah, this is Unabashed Gaming, episode 34. Uh, my name is David Schimpf. I'm David I'm Larkins. Stewart. Oh, we talked over each other. Oh, good job. That's the way we should do it all the time. Oh, I think yeah. so. So just on three, we all say our names. One, yeah. <laughs> two, three. My name is David, David Schimpf. Stewart. <laughs> <laughs> ah. Oh, man. Um, it's I all going in. Am I the only one who's drinking here? <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, fine. Okay. <laughs> mm. Well, I guess since this is technically our, our first of the new year. Happy New Year, everyone. Yeah. Indeed. Oh. Happy real New Year this time. Unlike that last episode that lied and said it was the new year for some reason. That's right. Uh, it's, yeah. It's, almost it's like, like we... someone was really excited to post it or something. Yeah. <laughs> or like for once we actually recorded it, you know, a week in advance instead of the night before. That's what threw me off. Every <laughs> single time you've sent me the file, it's the day I'm supposed to post it. So I didn't even think about it. Oh, man. Well, this one's going up like, what, three days late? Maybe four? Yeah, or we can just wait till next Monday, since that was going to be the normal posting day anyway. It's true. Get back, get regular again. Get regular to, again. To put exactly. it in, uh, in those terms. Exactly. All right. Well, um, yeah, seeing as this is the uh, the very first official uh, podcast of 2015, uh, David, you suggested we have a looking back, looking forward like we did last year. Yes, indeed. I uh, I took you literally and made a lists of what we were releasing last year and what I'm looking forward to releasing this year. That's pretty much what I was thinking about. Okay, cool. My list. That's is good because that's what I prepared. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, then we're all on the same page. Hopefully, mm-hmm. we don't duplicate too much. I'm sure we will. <laughs> oh, I hope so. <laughs> Oh, man. Well, <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, uh, obviously, I guess if we want to start talking about 2014, um, I mean. Even though it's you know not technically the I, wait what what was uh, like Chinese year uh, twenty fourteen what is that it's the year of the horse oh, yes okay so it wasn't the year of the dragon no. even though it I felt mean, like it, it even felt though like yeah with uh, with twenty fourteen it was like the year of Dungeons and Dragons <laughs> yes exactly we uh, we had D and D fifth edition throughout I think almost the entire year really uh, the uh, the starter set released pretty early on. The, uh, the free PDF rules, and they just sort of spaced out, you know, all the three core books, uh, you know, throughout the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, barely squeaking that Dungeon Master's Guide in under the wire. In December, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> does, pre- anyone, does anyone know why they delayed it? Because I thought it was supposed to be November. It was, and then they were just like, oh, wait, it's going to mm. have to wait another month. It sounded like they were really rushed with the production of all three books. Mm. And I think that just caught up with them on the Dungeon Master's Guide. But yeah. that's all hearsay. Well, you guys actually own physical copies of at least the Player's Handbook. I know that. Um, I do own the Player's Handbook, yes. Have you two managed to uh, to glance through it yet? Is it uh, Does it feature some of the, uh, the famous design errors of uh, the fourth edition books? <laughs> what would those be? Uh, I... Oh, similar to uh, similar to some. Uh, I'm sure we'll talk about them later. But the Chaosium editing errors, where they reference oh. pages, but like the page reference is actually like, oh, so you want to look at the magic tables on page XX? Ah, uh, yeah. Um, I don't think I've noticed any. I haven't yeah. noticed any either. I haven't yeah. used the book much, but I have looked through it. It is, in fact, uh, the halfling pictures are as creepy as people say. Like they're not exaggerating. I like them. I'm I'm in the minority because I like them. <laughs> well, I I didn't say I didn't like them. They're creepy, oh, yeah. and I think halflings are creepy. And yes, so it's I, I love that they're creepy. <laughs> yeah. Well, Susan, you play halflings as creepy, so that should only make sense. Right. See, I think that's just how they are. Like they're tiny people. Yeah. Like they're like people, but child sized. But they're like adults. It's yes. creepy. Mm. 
Indeed, super creepy. So, um, which of us has actually had a opportunity to play D anD D fifth edition? I know. Um, oh I know, me! I know we had a super amazing, disastrous game of it on New Year's Eve slash New Year's Day. Uh, David, yeah. have you had anything with fifth uh, edition yet? I I can't remember. I I ran like one session from the starter set just mm-hmm. to kind of get a feel for it, mm-hmm. and that's all I've done so far. But uh, part of my looking ahead is that I'm going. To, uh, my intention is to run a lot more this year. Oh man! And so I've actually gone all in, and I have all three core books and and all nice. that stuff. So yeah, man. that's. I was uh, I was gifted the Horde of the Dragon Queen for Christmas. Mm-hmm. So, um, and I am I am a sucker for Tiamat. So uh, that might take me down a path. Don't forget, you were also uh, gifted the uh, the Mines of Fandelver for uh, <laughs> for New Year's. Here is a gift for you. Yes. So yes, after um, after triple TPKing on New Year's Eve, New Year's Day, I I made it my looking forward to never run a crit twenty DM game again. Oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> I know that's that's leaving out a lot of stuff. Well. Yes, so I'll never run Pathfinder or Dungeons and Dragons ever again. Okay, I'll play it, but I won't run it. <laughs> You're just swearing off of it. I crit like a cheater. Apparently, when I'm dungeon mastering, it was crazy. Seven times, seven, just in combat rolls. That's sort of like uh, when I went through this phase where I was driving old cars, like old. Like from the '60s, and I had three car fires in two different cars, and I was just like, <laughs> obviously, I'm not meant to drive old cars, so I just need to stop driving them. Exactly, it's it's the same with me, and uh, and yeah, D20 systems where you crit on a twenty. Yeah, because I'll tell you, low level D and D fifth edition really hurts when your GM rolls like that. Yeah, yeah, it um, it yeah, it one shots entire parties. Yeah. With with goblins who are supposed to lose. Yeah. Oh, well, God. I'm, I'm not sure any system could survive a GM getting hot like that. I mean, really. Even for right, the, really. I, you know. Oh, yeah. But, um, you know, there, there are other systems that mitigate that. I mean, uh, I mean, I'm trying to think of them right now, but uh, they totally exist. Some of the dirty storytelling games. Mm-hmm. I think uh, I think in uh, in Iron Kingdoms you could possibly uh, mitigate a DM critting so much because of uh, well since a lot of the uh, a lot of the abilities in uh, in Iron Kingdoms don't necessarily have crit effects. Now you know how I mitigated that in our Iron Kingdoms game. You switched dice. I lied. Oh. Oh. <laughs> wait. Wait. I thought my dice were unlucky for you, the ones that I bought you. Yeah, I, you noticed I didn't use those very much. Mm-hmm. I had this moment where I was like, it'll be great. I'll use my blue and gold dice because they roll fives and sixes a lot. Mm. That was not a good idea. Yeah. I stopped using those as well. But anyway, <laughs> that's another story. Yeah. That's uh, that's talking about something in the future. But um, so, yeah, other than Dungeons and Dragons, what else? Uh, what else did you guys notice came out last year? Uh, the big one for me was the Monster Nomicon for Iron Kingdoms. Mm-hmm. Uh, something that was necessary, and I'm shocked they spent so long before releasing it. But Especially since it's kind of small. It is kind of small, and uh, once I've actually looked at it, it's kind of disappointing. Mm-hmm. There isn't really much in the way of new content in there. It's just kind of a compendium of stuff they released in No Quarter, in their No Quarter magazine. Oh, that's disappointing. It is a bit disappointing, but there is some cool stuff in there, and as someone who doesn't want to get every issue of No Quarter that had monsters in it, it's very useful. Yeah, I can understand that. just shocked it took them so long to release it, if that's all it was. Yeah. Hmm. Maybe they were planning something else, and then it was like, shit, this isn't going to work. Right, <laughs> throwing a bunch of stuff for the magazines. Just, I think so, yeah. be- because like originally they had said that the Iron Kingdoms Unleashed was going to be their next Iron Kingdoms release, mm-hmm. and that's not coming out till what next month? I think uh, February, March. Yeah, yeah. 
But then all of a sudden they're like, hey, we're releasing Monster Nomicon at Gen Con. Yeah, maybe they... I think uh, it was Gen Con. Yeah, they might have... Maybe they just got delayed or something. Maybe it was... No, it wasn't Gen Con. It was something else, I think. Anyway. Mm. So it's like they just kind of were like, hey, surprise, we're releasing this. Mm. But... Because they've been talking about Unleashed for a long time. Yeah, we heard about it uh, early last year, didn't we? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm kind of surprised that uh, they just snuck in the Monster Nomicon. Maybe it was so you wouldn't get too excited about it. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) You're hoping people wouldn't notice. Yeah. (laughs) Pretty much. No, it just it just makes us want the uh, Iron Kingdoms unleashed even more since it looks you know it's it's like a giant. How many pages did they say it was like seven hundred or something? I don't know. Oh. It's huge. It's it's ridiculously ginormous. Yeah, Is it like just everything basically in one book. Yeah, it's well, it's I, like all of their hordes side of everything. Yeah, uh-huh. so you can play a Gatorman now, or you know. All sorts of things. Yeah, I'm curious to see if it's going to be like a combination IKRPG and like King's Nation's Gods. Oh yeah, if they put it all together in one thing. Yeah, exactly. That's possible. Mm. I don't know. I knew their their uh, main writer slash world builder is uh, long winded, so mm. I'm mm. sure there's a ton of fluff in it. I mean, that's pretty much the majority of the Iron Kingdom's core book. Yeah. And then they released a whole other book that's just fluff. <laughs> <laughs> oh, indeed. How about you, David? Um, I think I was most excited by the uh, joint Chaosium releases, which finally, I'm you know saw the light of day after oh. the starters, the seventh yeah. uh, edition Call of Cthulhu, and the. Uh, Horror on the Orient Express. Indeed. Though we haven't actually seen a physical release of Call of Cthulhu 7th Edition yet, have we? No, we have not. We we have the PDF slash EPUB mm. uh, format, which, you know, counts for publication. So. Indeed, yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, that was uh, I was glad to finally see those come out, although by this point it was mostly just like, oh, good, they're out, finally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have other things going on right now, <laughs> but I'll get around to these eventually. But yeah, that was probably that was probably the best best thing for me out of the year. But I mean, it was it was also gratifying to see fifth edition D anD D come out and actually mend some fences, you know, amongst yeah. the D anD D community. It'll be you know, I think it it has the potential to be a, a kind of reclaim its uh, title as a as a sort of flagship type of that game you yeah know? absolutely definitely so that's nice yeah i would agree and yeah i'm um i'm definitely stoked that uh after the projected what was it august 2013 release of uh horror on the orient express we've actually <laughs> finally got you know part one of you know x number of shipments from chaosium <laughs> right yes since i'm uh, glad i was in the first wave <laughs> yeah yeah definitely yeah so uh, yeah, other um, other Chaosium releases this past year, um, we had the release of Blood Tide, which has the um, that wonderful forward. Oh, <laughs> it was it was so dispiriting to see that. Yeah. What what about the forward? I don't know anything about Blood Tide other you, than pirates. you open you open up the book and uh, the first page you see after the table of contents is the forward, and a and in a huge banner. Like I mean, the font is like. 48 point font yeah they misspelled forward they spelled it f-o-r-w-a-r-d so (laughs) so that's a little um it's like the worst typo i've ever seen (laughs) (laughs) just yeah it it just makes you not want to read the rest of the book. Right, because it doesn't fill you with the greatest confidence that this book has been, you know, thoroughly edited and, and line-checked and, you yeah. know, ever. So. Yeah, so that was uh, that was our July for Chaosium. <laughs> <laughs> and then in March, actually, they, uh, they uh, also released Advanced Sorcery for their Magic World uh, setting, which mm. uh, I managed to um, jump through a bit, and I'm uh, I'm enjoying some of the concepts of it. Um, I still have not run anything Magic World though, so uh, I think I was I was blogging about that for a while, like the uh, the prehistoric uh, 
fantasy yeah. setting, and I was mm-hmm. pretty sure I was going to run that in Magic World, and then I got sidetracked with Hero Quest, and now the Fate system. Oh boy, Fate. Oh. I definitely like Fate better than Hero Quest. Mm. Mm. Indeed, and that actually brings me into June of 2014, where Atomic Robo RPG was released in the Fate system. So this is actually a pretty new, uh, a pretty new core book, anyway. So I'm, uh, I'm definitely enjoying. Uh, I, I read through it pretty much in its entirety on my trip to. Uh, oh God, where did I go? Kentucky. I went to Kentucky. <laughs> oh yeah, that place. Yeah. That, oh yeah, that place. That one place. Yeah. Where you visited us. Where I visited good. you guys, and and yeah, killed us. <laughs> Killed Jeff. Three times. Yeah. So that happened. <laughs> and, <laughs> but yeah, I got to I got to read pretty much the entire book, and the fate system is very interesting. It's like a, uh, it almost feels like a you know a, a more complex version of Hero Quest, where you still have uh, have some of those um, you know self created uh, uh, I don't know game mechanics where you you need to kind of write out your own uh, take on things. And um, you know you let the uh, you let your interpretation of them modify your your view of uh, how you role play and how you get bonuses, but it also has the uh, the generic skill system, which is turns out is a pretty important aspect for uh, for players in a uh, in a role playing game. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie, I didn't enjoy Hero Quest mm. because it didn't have enough structure. And so, if you have gamers playing this game, they're going to try to metagame. They're going to play the system as best they can to be as overpowered as they can be. And yeah. Hero Quest lets them be as overpowered as they want. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's definitely not. Uh, it's definitely not a system designed for min maxers. Even the uh, the the progression system is just utterly like it can be broken so easily. Yeah, that's. Um, yeah, it's it was uh, it was a fun, I guess, thought experiment. But it just, uh, I'm glad you're enjoying Fate a lot more, Susan. I am so far. We'll see how it goes, you know. But I I did enjoy it. Mm. Good times. All right. Um, let's see. Any other uh, 2014 releases from you guys? Did the new Delta Green get released Play last test. year? Playtest. Playtest. Okay. Very good. Which I kind of looked at and then didn't really do anything more with mm. very good i like delta green me too i'm looking forward to the to the actual release you know i just yeah. kind of realized i don't have time to play test this you know <laughs> right yeah <laughs> definitely uh gosh oh yes that's a uh, who uh it's not specifically chaosium that publishes uh, delta green is it uh no, no somebody it's, else uh, does it now it's uh the company's called arc dream there you go. And they're sort of a subsidiary of Pagan Publishing. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Good time. So, um... Gosh. Oh, I guess the other release would be the one that I worked on, which was Book of the Warlord for Pendragon. That's so. right. Greg Stafford's... Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, that thing I did. That, that thing that I spent hours and hours of my life working on. Yeah, that big green... <laughs> it's green, right? It's the green book, yeah. yeah. And yeah. the, uh, the um, print-on-demand just went available on drive through and so i'll be getting my comp copy hopefully pretty soon and i i, I can see how huge it is in real life because it's over 200 pages so oh, nice yeah Lovingly i feel like you need to get a copy just so you can sign it for me david right oh okay because <laughs> i'm one of the contributing editors so you know yes. you need yes. that you need that brush of celebrity indeed that's right exactly just right on the inside of the hardcover just your name right in the middle Yep. Yeah, just as big as possible. <laughs> right, right over Greg Stafford's name. You exactly. Know? Yeah. <laughs> just almost crossing it out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Man, a, uh, a release I actually completely overlooked was... Um, well, I didn't really overlook it. I just kind of was notified about it and then completely forgot. Um, mm. Is the, uh, the Firefly RPG was released or re-released by uh, Margaret Weiss Productions. Yes. Oh, I have actually seen a physical copy of that. Oh, you and your... I live in the land of many game stores. Yeah, within like a five-mile radius of each other. Yes, the comic store next to the games workshop store had a (laughs) copy of it. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so many, so many game stores. Could you you send one over here, like... (laughs) 
Yeah, like well, dancing kind of Baba Yaga style, just like sprouts chicken legs and just walks yeah. over here. When great. I'm done, like swimming naked through them, you know, all as Scrooge McDuck, <laughs> then maybe I'll share. <laughs> yeah, I know. We have nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we really have. Uh, we don't even have a barrel. We, we, yeah, yeah, we have less than nothing because yeah. we have something that pretends it's something, but it's actually nothing, which is worse. Yeah, yeah. it is. It's worse. It's it's terrible. <laughs> I know. So shameful. I, I sigh. And then, how, I'm sorry. Speaking of your, uh, speaking of your, um, your game store season, in one of them, I actually noticed that Fantasy Flight had published the End of the World Zombie Apocalypse. Um, I did not know that that was a December 2014 release. Hmm. So, like, super brand new to that store apparently, and uh, it is kind of similar apparently to the uh, Zombie Apocalypse uh, game that I ran uh, when uh-huh. Kale was out visiting. Where uh, where you play as uh, yourselves, like the players are themselves. Oh yeah, the one I didn't get to play. I was doing something. You were doing something, but Randy got to play. Yes. Yeah, indeed. So yeah, that was uh, that was actually really uh, interesting to see that it was a pretty new release and that um, you know someone actually put that concept into a uh, into a core book. That, yeah. Uh, I read a few times that uh, that some other people had made that attempt as well to uh, uh, run the zombie apocalypse with uh, you know the players around their table, and uh, so I'm I don't know I may uh, I may try to pick this one up. Nice. Yeah. Speaking yeah, that, of our game uh, stores as well, one of the guys who works at the game store that actually knows me already um, mentioned he wants to make like a really small scale skirmish game. Like uh, Necromunda style for War Machine, hmm. so like having a character point buy system from like the Iron Kingdoms, but using your War Machine stat card. Interesting. Sounds like fun. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So nice. It'll be exciting. So it's. Um, I guess I should also add onto the list something I was excited about that was supposed to be released in 2014. And uh, didn't, but it got delayed. It's the Dragon Age RPG, like, compendium core book. Hmm. Yeah. So what, what's that supposed to be? So it was supposed to be released in uh, conjunction with Dragon Age Inquisition, the video game. Mm. And uh, their core books for the Dragon Age tabletop RPG have come out in three different what they call sets just a book but they call it a set and uh so they have different you know gameplay stuff in each set kind of like the fourth edition player's handbooks right and so in conjunction with the new video game they're going to release uh a whole big compendium in just one book so you could get all three sets in one Hmm. um so for whatever reason it didn't happen it's supposed to come out either later this month or next month or something like that <clears throat> also known as who knows when hopefully soon mm-hmm. Indeed. So, uh, so I've been really wanting to get into that role playing game it seems interesting I love the setting world which is why I'm obsessed with the video games mm. even though the gameplay is pretty horrible in all of them um, but yeah I know there are people who, who ex- exclusively play the Dragon Age RPG like you know to the exclusion of, uh, say, D anD D or or other fantasy games. Well, I can't. I can see that. That's that a really interesting, uh, an interesting uh, setting. Yeah, it so. definitely has a. Uh, it, it has an interesting like twist on the traditional fantasy setting of you know uh, elves and humans and dwarves mm-hmm. and magic. So that's mm-hmm. uh yeah that's definitely a uh, that's a system that I would like to play and a setting that I would like to play and I really do like the uh, the Dragon Age setting I just you're right I don't really like the games that much mm. I play them because I'm obsessed with the setting and like like at the moment that's the way I get the setting is by playing the games mm. but this the newest one is really slow definitely really slow mm. so <laughs> like I'm almost 50 hours into it already and uh, I don't even feel like I'm halfway there. Well. I'm probably not either. (laughs) 
Oh, that is uh, that is quite sad. Yeah. But you know, Dave, I realized that if you want to run anything else fantasy related, mm. really the only solution is Dungeon World because the GM never rolls any dice in that game. Yes, there you go. indeed. Yeah. And I do uh, I do have PDFs of Dungeon World and the Barbarian uh, class uh, free expansion. So I may run that in the future as well. Oh, and that was something else cool that came out this year, although I haven't looked at it yet, but I like the idea. Hmm. I'm assuming it's a good good product, but it's called Class Warfare, and it's for Dungeon World, and it's basically a gigantic tome on how to custom build your own playbooks. Ooh. Oh, fun! Yeah. That would actually That's be... a lovely idea. Yeah. 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 So you could, you, you could do your prehistoric fantasy concept with Dungeon World because you could just build custom playbooks, you know, Indeed. Straight away. Hmm. Hmm. Could also uh, could also do what Susan talked about a few uh, uh, a few episodes ago and convert it to Dark Sun. Yep. Do Dark Sun for sure. Hmm. Mm. Yeah. Never rolling dice. Never critting against my players. <laughs> <laughs> sounds too good to be true. I think my uh, I think my strange RPG luck would somehow you know find a way to manifest. They'd all right. roll horribly forever. Mm-hmm. Yes, no one, no one would ever roll above a six. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just snake eyes for everyone. <laughs> oh gods! <laughs> so uh, does that uh, does that cover our 2014 guys for uh, for releases so, at least? Yeah, it was it was kind of a, a big year for new additions for me. So yeah, definitely. Yeah. Oh man. Uh, there is one thing that I was thinking of bringing up, and I'll uh, I'll posit this to you guys, and you can shut me down if you want to. Um, we did, uh, I, I believe, twenty fourteen was the year that Susan introduced us to Eclipse Phase. I mm. believe you're right. Yes. And um, reading through some of uh, through actually RPG Nets, uh, looking back at twenty fourteen, uh, they talked about an interesting um, interesting conflict between uh, the uh, creators of uh, Eclipse Phase, Post Human Studios. And the uh, the Gamergate movement, which, as everyone should be familiar, was also a staple of 2014. Yes. Um, apparently, uh, Posthuman Studios uh, did like uh, suffered a lot of um, forum talk, uh, or a lot of talk on their forums rather, from uh, uh, Gamergate slash MRA uh, proponents, and so they really? they actively encouraged their MRA fans to uh, to stop playing their games. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> wow yeah so um lacking they are a very opinionated and outspoken bunch indeed the uh post-human guys yeah which is yeah. lovely i remember reading through their uh through their core book a bit and yeah they really are uh they they are quite uh incendiary you might say <laughs> yeah well you know they are the ones that release their own uh PDF of their player's handbook to free torrenting. Like, they're very open source about their game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was just, yeah, I wasn't sure if they'd uh, if they'd released anything this past year, but I felt like they deserved a nod for doing that. I least. believe they did. Um, I want to say that their um, Morph Recognition Guide came out this past year. Mm. And maybe something else, too. They have a whole book... Um, of uh, of just morphs, and they have a picture of every morph that you can sleeve into, and all the information about it. So it's like a catalog for what body you want to have your character in. Wow, I need to own this, right? Yeah, that's kind of how I felt. Yeah, yeah, it sounds like it would streamline things quite a bit. Yeah, definitely. You don't really have to worry work with like cumbersome descriptions. You, you yeah. can, you know, if you if you you know morph into a like a snake. Then it'll it'll show what the snake morph looks like. Yeah, it just yeah. pulled up, and there you go. Exactly. Exactly. Cool. Indeed. So, 2015. Then moving forward into uh, into our current era and Woo! the current year. Um, my year first the sheep slash goat. The year of the sheep slash goat. Really? Oh. Well, it depends on how you translate it. Apparently, year of the sheep goat. Yes, year okay. of the goat. um well the first thing that i can think of since we've already talked about uh hordes unleashed is um uh through the breach the malifaux rpg was uh successfully kickstarted i believe last year 
And so I'm hoping to hear more from them in terms of an actual physical release in the coming year because I... I thought it already was physically released. I haven't uh, seen it. Mm. Let's, uh, I feel let's... like I have, but I'm not sure about that. Go into the Google machine for this one. <laughs> hmm. Oh, maybe I am completely incorrect and it already came out. I'm pretty sure it did. I wow. think there was a copy of it at one of our many game stores. Man. Oh, well, see, this is what happens when you don't have a good game store in your town. Exactly. It is, you it's fall, so sad. You yeah. fall behind on these things. It's, like, it's really so far behind. to like, go into a game store and browse good role-playing games that you've never heard of. <laughs> All right, well... Um, like, I, there's a copy of Lamentations of the Flame Princess. Holy shit. One of them, and I'm like, ooh, I want this so badly. Yeah, you, I believe you put that into my hand, actually, and I should have bought it. I did. You should have. I know. Was it the box set or, or the book? Just, no, the, book. just the book. Yeah. Oh, the book, yeah. So, yeah it's um, so tiny. It's crazy. Oh, well, I know. According to Amazon, at least some parts of Through the Breach are uh, are out, so um, I shouldn't trust uh, Weird, um, Weird Miniature's website when they say yeah. that they're not released yet. Yeah, no, their, website their website's a little, yeah. Yeah. See, this is why we need a game store. <laughs> One of the many reasons. <laughs> All right. Well, changing the 2015 release of Through the Breach to I'd like to play Through the Breach this year. <laughs> <laughs> that would be fun. I also am intrigued by it. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, and um, they, they've... Uh, see, this is, again, I don't know if this is uh, actually out or not, but I know they're planning on putting out... Uh, as showing this to Dave like last month, I guess, um, these sort of customizable miniatures sets where it's like torsos, legs, arms, weapons, heads, hats, everything. So you could like, you know, basically make a character and then make a custom mini based off of that character. Oh, was this the 3D printing? No, it's like a box. Oh, cool. Mm -hmm. Nice. Yeah, that should uh, that would be really freaking awesome to to see come out. I would, yeah, I would spend money on it. Yeah, because I mean, the Malifaux world is a lot like the Iron Kingdom's world, where there's so much background and so many like NPCs basically ready to go. That you know, you pretty much have this whole world, you know, and uh, might right. as well take advantage of it. You yeah, know? definitely. Oh man, how about you, Susan? What's uh, what's releasing this year that you uh, that you can see yourself jumping into? Well, the big thing is Iron Kingdoms Unleashed, mm-hmm. hands down. I'm so excited about it. And then they decided they were releasing that box set for it with minis and like map flip tiles and oh yeah, so much stuff. I just ridiculously excited about that. Yeah, day one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. If I can manage to scrape together some money and or a job by then, it's going to be first thing I get. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah those, uh, those trickles of information every Friday from uh, from Privateer Press on their Facebook is just, uh, mm. oh, man. It's like torture. It's it really like torture. is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They just, yeah, I would prefer it if they just dropped it on us without, like, that much forewarning instead Indeed. of all this... Yeah, just dragging it out. <sighs> Speaking of which, have you seen the new uh, Gatorman battle engine for War Machine? Oh, the the no. thing that's like two feet tall? Yes. <laughs> it's huge. It's huge. It, it is generous. I want to see it next to like, you know, like uh, like a War Machine Colossal, just to, just yeah, to get the sense of scale. Even the Everblight uh, battle engine, because that thing's pretty tall. Mm. But yeah, no, definitely. And I like... I saw it, and the first thing I thought was, like, how are only two gator men pushing that thing? <laughs> like, you need a lot more than that if you're going to get it through a bunch of swamps. I think, you know, but, it gets X number of gallons or miles to the soul. Right, right? Yeah. I don't know. Seems like wheels are a poor choice of conveyance when you live in a swamp. Yeah. That's just, just me. Yeah. I mean, looking at the sculpt, it also looks like they're stone wheels. Like, oh, full-on Flintstone style. <laughs> right. Oh, but anyway, that's not really RPG. So, uh, well, I don't know. You could you could bust that out in the middle of right. a, a yeah. RPG session. That could be like you know your uh, your like final set piece of like a campaign arc. <laughs> oh, that would be beautiful. So, 
not really like game specific stuff, but stuff I'm going to play this year. Mm. I'm going to be getting my new Iron Kingdoms game with new people mm-hmm. going in the next couple of weeks. Is this and, your uh, is this your Kador game? Yeah, so I kind of had a little preview. Uh, they do a once a month on a Saturday. I guess it's kind of like a game preview thing where some a couple people volunteer to run games and you can sign up for playing it and it's kind of a one shot. Mm. And uh, they have like two time slots during the day and um, so I ran my Kador Nobles tournament for for that. Uh, I guess before, shortly before Christmas. Mm. That went quite well. So we've got some people that want to play a campaign campaign. So I'm thinking of having people be some sort of occult scouting force for the Kadoran military that uh, work under Commander Zorkova. Hmm. So we'll have some kind of magic relic adventuring kind of things going on. Interesting. Yeah. Going to start things off. With a uh, cursed Doom Reaver sword. Oh yeah, yeah. Man, I bet you're mad you uh, you gave me that extra Doom Reaver sword that you had laying around. A little bit actually, but uh, I'm gonna order some bits from Privateer Press because I'm gonna make the Doom Reaver. They come across a woman. Oh okay. So I'm gonna kit bash a woman Doom Reaver mini. I mean, if you want me to, I can I can send that back to you since I'm already sending you those uh, those uh, one inch to thirty millimeter base conversions. No, don't worry about it. They're okay. like thirty cents from Privateer Press, so mm. I'll I'll just throw it in. Uh, indeed. With the, whatever mini I'm gonna get. See, for a second there, I was picturing an actual like life size sword that that Dave took from you. And... <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yes. She didn't think she'd have any room in her in her new place <laughs> for yeah. my life. My actual first fell blade. You take the that, Doom Reaver, right? I, I don't sacrificed have. a lot of orphans for that. That's right, and I'm safe from its, you know, nefarious powers because I'm already a ginger, so I have no soul. <laughs> oh. Oh. Yes. Yes, safe from corruption. <laughs> oh, and that should be pretty interesting. Getting a, uh, yeah, you're getting your Kadoran game running. Are you planning on doing it more than uh, once a month? Yeah, I'd like to do it maybe twice a month, I think. Every mm. other week schedule it works out pretty well. Nice. How about you, David? Are you uh do you have any games planned in the uh for twenty fifteen? <sighs> yeah, I see that's the thing is that twenty fifteen is is me catching up to twenty fourteen because <laughs> 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 So so like in terms of like new releases, I there's really nothing on my radar because like between now and sometime after Labor Day, I'm going to be continuing to run the Great Pendragon campaign. Yeah. Ooh. And then, and then I'll start finally running Horror and the Orient Express, which I honestly thought I was going to run last, like right. fall 2013. Yeah, we thought we were going to start in like November, right? Yeah, but exactly. Did you think you were going to do that instead of Pendragon, like before you? Started? Well, initially, yeah. Initially, I was, I was like, oh yeah, horrors supposed to come out in the fall of 2013 um and um you know like i was wrapping up my deadlands campaign around that time so i figured great you know perfect then it got delayed so i was like oh what should i run well i'll run i'll start running pendragon and then by the time horror comes out maybe we'll want a break and we can you know run that um as a break and then get back to pendragon and so that was like when horror was going to come out in October, right? Of, of 2014, yeah. 2014. And then it got pushed back again. And then 7th edition got pushed back as well. And I was just like, you know what, fuck it. I'm just going to finish running Pendragon and then we can run Cthulhu after that. You sure, know? Gonna, we're nice. going to power through this. Yes. So how far are you guys through the Great Pendragon campaign? Because I'm, I'm in August of my uh, actual plays. Mm. So We just finished, what, 524? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I'm not too far behind then. No, no. If we if we I stick to um, well, we're we're a little over halfway through. Yeah. Okay. And good. if we stuck to one year per session, um, yeah, it would take us 
through September and possibly even into October. Um, but <laughs> Another 10 months of Pendragon. I know, right? <laughs> but um, there are some opportunities at certain points to, like, do... Like, we, we did this once or twice before where I kind of squeezed two years into one yeah. session. Yeah. And so there, there will be some opportunities, again, for that down the line, and maybe even more than two years in one session. So in, we'll, yeah. <laughs> we'll be hitting the fast-forward button a couple times. <laughs> you, you know what we won't blame you for is if you, like, stick us into, you know, the uh, the, the four Sauvage and, yeah. you know, send us to, to the Feylands for, like, a day or two, and then when we come out, out it's, like, 15 years later. That can also happen. <laughs> yes. That may well happen. I don't, I don't think you'll get any, like, large complaints if that happens. Exactly. <laughs> It's a hell of a commitment, and that's, you know, I, I went back and I listened to our, our episode that we did last year where we talked about what we wanted in the year to come, and, and I said, I want to run some epic campaigns, so I got exactly what I asked for. Yeah, you, yeah, you got doing it, man. You're 12 doing straight it. months of Pendragon. <laughs> <laughs> yep, coming up on our one-year anniversary. We started yeah. it sometime in February. Yeah. So, mm. nice. But, you know, once it's done, we'll all be able to say we did it, so. Yeah, definitely. I can say I listened to it. <laughs> That's right. That's we'll uh, we'll have badges. True. I know. I won't be able to actually play this ever now. Uh, I'll know all of the things. Well, the thing is, is I'm going to, by the time I'm done with it, I will have probably only used about 50% of the material that I have available. Oh, wow. Yeah. No, and that that's, uh, yeah, it's, it's like Call of Cthulhu in that there's just this incredible depth of, uh, of material. That you yeah. can drop. So. Yeah, thanks. And Susan, even if you can't play it, you can always run it. You can always run it. You can learn from my mistakes and run a better version. So, I don't know. It would be tough to be better than David Larkin's pen dragging. <laughs> Man, I've just enjoyed the hell out of it. I'll oh, tell you. Thanks. Yeah, I like. I regret that I no longer have hours of commuting time a day. Because <laughs> like, I only listen to it sometimes when I'm painting now. And right, right. So I'm like the catching up is is leaving off again. Mm. Oh well, thus is life. Such, is. yeah, such is life, man. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, in terms of um, in terms of, of releases, I don't know. I'm a little bit in the dark actually. I, as I was thinking about uh, session tonight, I was sort of like, huh, I guess I'm not really, eh, not really, nothing on the radar here. Yeah. Uh, most of my radar stuff is miniature related because yeah. that's the kind of nerd I am. Indeed. But speaking of miniatures, things that happened in 2014 that I also have to look forward to in 2015, I uh, I backed the big Kickstarter from Heresy Miniatures. Mm-hmm. Uh, the man responsible for the greatest dragon miniature ever made. <laughs> uh, oh, really? Yes, which you can no longer get. It's a whole long epic tale of how much he hates this dragon now, but it's beautiful. But anyway, he did a Kickstarter because he's converting a lot of his big monsters over to resin. Mm. And uh, is wildly successful. So I'm going to be getting several monster minis from him. Oh, nice. uh, At some point when my Kickstarter is fulfilled for a pretty good deal. Oh, yeah. Yeah, one of which includes a minotaur that's like ripping someone in half over his head. Oh man, beautiful! That's hardcore. Uh, yeah. Huh. Yeah, they do some good, some good figures. They do like the ogres and. Uh, oh yeah, they have some beautiful monsters. Yeah, they're lovely. I'm having my only problem is I don't know which ones I'm going to pick because he has like all these levels for his Kickstarter. Uh, mm-hmm. fulfillment and you just get to like pick and add things on and oh my god so many choices oh man oh, well looking at my uh, schedule for uh, for upcoming releases I have to I actually have to like log into my kickstarter and take a look at what's been <laughs> promised me oh that's a good idea I should look at mine as well <laughs> and so um, obviously we have the uh, we have the horror on the Orient Express which is half made, well it's you know the core Everything you know relating to the actual game is released to me. I'm just waiting for the uh, for the extras now. But um, 
Another game that was supposed to be released in uh, August of 2013 is the Punk Town uh, RPG oh, setting for Call of Cthulhu and BRP. Yeah. So the uh, yeah the cyberpunk um, <gasps> campaign setting for for Call of Cthulhu, which is yeah. updates maybe like once every three months now with excuses about art and artists and like maybe like one picture. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's sad because cyberpunk like is still my beating heart mm. i love it so much i know i would i would love and yet to, I'm like uh... i could never run it like i don't have that like depth of setting knowledge that i could ever really run it like i just enjoy being in it oh like the yeah. uh, like the tech knowledge yeah and even like that kind of an imagination mm. i think my brain works much better in a fantasy setting yeah likewise like yeah like i can't yeah, like fantasy is a little more bucolic so like cyberpunk you you feel this pressure to you know communicate the genre which is like information overload and and uh you know uh, future shock and all that kind of stuff right well and also like fantasy setting is what i've grown up with personally like ever since i was a little kid like if it didn't have a dragon on the cover i didn't want to read it (laughs) literally that's how i chose my books i went to the sci-fi section picked something really fat that had a dragon on it and that's what i read (laughs) oh man but uh so so i feel like i'm really immersed in the setting and so i can just make up whatever oh yeah totally it fits or is interesting in that setting but cyberpunk is very it's a much newer setting and I'm not as immersed in it. Like I've watched some movies. I did a, uh, a role playing game in high school and college. That was a moo. That mm. was awesome. Mm. But you know, there's not as much available to immerse yourself in cyberpunk wise, unless you like watching Johnny mnemonic a lot. Oh Yeah. <laughs> Or you played a lot of Shadowrun. You know, there's there's also like yeah. uh, which, I, yeah, which like I didn't Blade Runner. Blade, Blade Runner. Runner, yeah. Yeah. Ghost in the Shell, Akira. Mm. I never really got into Ghost in the Shell. Mm. Oddly enough. Yeah. I, just, I being a girl that's not really excited about boobs, I guess Ghost in the Shell is <laughs> not my cup of tea. You know, to be fair, as a guy who's excited by boobs, I tried to watch Ghost in the Shell when I was suffering through this year's like evil flu. <laughs> and I have no idea what that meant, that what that movie's about. <laughs> like, there's some explosions and like occasionally naked stuff and people talking and like the rest of it. I have no idea. We'll just have to wait for the live action version and oh, yeah. with ScarJo and boobs and try and figure out what it's about. Yeah, yeah. So that should be. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll go to the theater for that, even if it's even if it's going to be like freaking terrible, like w- yeah. apparently of what the live action Akira is supposed to be. It'll uh, oh god, it'll it'll be a real hardship for all the boob lovers of the world, but we'll yeah. we'll do it. Yeah, <laughs> indeed. Oh man. So yeah, the other uh, I guess the the only other thing that I have kickstarted still, which is a physical like tabletop RPG, is Ryutama. Uh-huh. Um, hasn't delivered yet. Huh? Has not. They uh, they delivered their backer proofs for. Um, for backer editing and apparently got a lot of uh got a lot of information back enough that it set them back another like six months oh, oh god yeah so, so like the chaosium treatment basically exactly yeah. <laughs> yeah so at least they're like being upfront and you know continuously copying or, or like contacting us and letting us know what's up but um yeah i'm i'm super stoked to get this game in like a physical copy and just start drawing like you know teenage anime pictures and like figuring out what what stories those are. <laughs> nice. Yeah. I've actually got quite a bit on my Kickstarter backer list here. Then, I mean, I, I just I don't get too obsessed with it, so I kind of forget. Mm. But um, one that's actually kind of like, again, sort of like the Malifaux RPG. It's sort of bridging that 2014 to 2015 thing. Mm-hmm. Is the Breach World RPG. Which uh, is basically promises uh, experience similar to Rifts without the without problematic the feature of the Palladium system. So, <laughs> <laughs> so 
right after listening to your lovely Palladium rant, uh, uh, yeah. which I loved, by the way. It was very informative. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, not really as hateful as Dave's for e rant, but that's all right. I don't think right. anything will ever be as hateful as that. <laughs> of course not. <laughs> But like, and then I I started noticing riffs everywhere. Like, I've heard a lot of rants because um, the RPPR folks, uh-huh. one of the hosts especially, has a very like, um, almost like abusive relationship relationship with Palladium. Like, he keeps buying their books and talking to the guy at Gen Con and stuff. Yeah. Like he can't get away. Oh, man. Can't make himself quit. But anyway, so, like, I've heard about it before, but yeah. there are so many copies of Riffs in the world. Uh-huh. <laughs> There's a brand new spanking, like, thick compendium copy at one of our game stores <laughs> on the bottom shelf. Oh, man. <laughs> it probably will be there a while. Who knows? Oh, I bet. <laughs> Yeah, so so Breach World has a very similar concept, and in fact, it's written by a guy who's done freelance work for Rifts. Mm. Um, so he kind of has a, a background there, and it's based off the Mini D6 system, which is kind of a open source version of the old D6 system that used to power the Star Wars, the first Star Wars RPG. Mm. Um, so it's a decent system. It's kind of a D6 dice pool system. And it looks good. I, I have the PDF already, and then the hard copies are going out very soon. So, um, yeah, I'll be taking a look at that. Nice. And let's see what else. Um, well, I backed the reprint of City State of the Invincible Overlord just because I could, but hmm. I'd probably just go on my shelf. I don't think I'll be doing anything with that. Yeah. Um. I backed two. Speaking of childhood fantasy stuff, I backed <laughs> two different iterations of uh, games based on the um, Lone Wolf um, game book property. Hmm. So there's Cubicle Seven is putting out Lone Wolf, the Lone Wolf Adventure game, which is an RPG, and then there's a Lone Wolf board game coming out that was illustrated by the original books illustrator Gary Chalk, who also did the Redwall illustrations. Oh, really? Nice. Yeah. So I had to get that just for the aesthetic nature of it. Indeed. Indeed. Yeah. So hopefully we'll see both of those. Let's see. Estimated delivery May and November of 2015. So hopefully we will see those this All year. right. Yeah. Fabulous. Good times. Yeah. So, and then just a couple other miscellaneous things. But, uh, yeah, those are the main the main RPG-related things, I guess. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Good times. Let's see what. I mean, like that might uh, that might exhaust me for uh, for 2015 releases. My uh, <laughs> I have not spent as much money on Kickstarter last year as I did the year before. Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's because I got you into miniatures. Oh yes, into the lovely situation of War Machine, where I now have uh, <laughs> Legion of Everblood Army and Circle Orbis Army and Cato Army and Menoth Army and still a majority of my unpainted Signar Army. Yeah, that was that was actually the funny thing uh, from last year's episode, Dave. Where you know you were like, I want to get into wargaming this year, and so I'm like. <laughs> I'm buying some War Machine miniatures. And I'm like, oh, you poor fool. <laughs> it was so funny. It was like right, it was right on the cusp of you getting into it. So, did not know what I was getting into. No, you did not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've now spent more money on wargaming this year than I have on video games in any other single year of my life, probably. Oh, it'll, it'll suck up that money. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm even I'm I'm purchasing like tabletop gaming stuff over like new like video game systems. <laughs> which is which would have been ridiculous to me last year. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> oh man. So you yes. Now there's no going back. Yeah, you guys. Exactly. It's your fault. I'm blaming both of you. 
So <laughs> I hate you both. Thank you very much. Yeah, I, I was even brainwashing you on that episode where I was like, yeah, well, you know, now that you're getting into miniatures, that's like the other side of the ga- tabletop gaming coin. So you have completed your ascension, you know, and all this stuff. And I, was, yes. I was like totally yes. buttering up your ego. You know? It was beautiful. It was beautiful, David. Oh, man. I didn't even know that I was getting played. Good work. <laughs> yes. Oh, man. Uh, well, I think, uh, let's see, where are we at right now? At about 55 minutes. Any, um, I mean, we've talked a little bit about, uh, about campaigns we're going to be playing, but do we have any, uh, do we have any pipe dreams for the year 2015? Mm, pipe dreams. Well, I'll, I'll get it started as I always have something boiling in the back of my mind mm. along with something that will actually get played. Um, <laughs> I really like, I really, I keep trying and it never seems to pan out having like a really good extended, maybe even epic like fantasy campaign. Uh, I don't know if it's because I get bored with the setting after a certain point or what, but um, I've never really had like a good long, just straight up fantasy game going. Mm. Uh, Like I have like, Iron Kingdoms went pretty successfully for a good long time, and uh, what else? I can't even think right now. My brain's going. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we had a we had a pretty long Dark Sun game, but I guess that counts as my game. Yeah, that was yours, Dave. Mm. I didn't run that. You played in it. I did, which was wonderful. <laughs> I would love to run something fantasy that went that long and was that amazing. Mm. Well, you just have to uh, you just have to send out the uh, you just have to put out the you know the Gallister you know signal beacon and you know <laughs> we will reconvene. Uh, Laura was just telling me the other day how much she misses playing Artner. Okay, well we'll have to do that. I would be happy to because I have like the next tier all planned out already. So oh, I boy. mean, for my end anyway, we'll see what you guys do with it. But. Yeah, you, you have it situationed out. Yes, my my uh, evil villains all have their plans. Oh man! Uh, in uh, <laughs> in the works, so mm. you know, it's up to you guys to stop them or not, as you see fit. Yeah does it does it involve us going to Kador? Oh yes, of course. <laughs> uh, well, Randy, don't worry, Dave. I have it all worked out, and it fits in the War Machine canon, so okay. you'll be good. Uh huh. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the Kadorians will fit you in their cannon. Oh, oh. And then they'll shoot me. Uh, uh, but uh. I think I'd like. I want to have a dragon-heavy game. I've always wanted to have a dragon. Oh heavy yeah, game. yeah. And it never works out, and it makes me furious. So I think the key is to just put all the dragons into the first session, mm. and then go from there. Um, you may be interested in a Kickstarter that I saw that was already um, <laughs> that already uh, got finished. I think it was oh, called okay. Shotguns and Sorcery. Oh, I've heard of that. Yeah. Yeah, it's um, apparently full of dragons and shotguns. I don't want <laughs> shotguns and dragons. Like and, it's a and magic wands game, unless it's like Apocalypse World dragons, which was fun. Well, just just do a Google for it, and you'll see the Kickstarter, and who knows, maybe like the, the art that's just on the front of the Kickstarter page will um, will inspire you to uh, to take a look at it. Shotguns and sure sorcery. Sure will. It's a dragon, isn't it, Dave? Um, it's a dragon rampaging through a fantasy town while a guy with a shotgun and suspenders and holding a magic <laughs> wand runs away from it, and there are zombies <laughs> and ninjas, and huh. yeah. <laughs> Uh, I think I would just do like straight up Pathfinder or maybe D and D five E. I'm also pretty sure I'm seeing like zombie Luke Skywalker on like the bottom left. <laughs> See if it, if the dragon had been holding the shotgun, then you would have sold me. Uh, okay. Right? Yeah, like I'm kind of the same boat. Yeah, but <laughs> that actually reminds me of of a very long standing pipe dream of mine, which is to run a dragon rider centric campaign where everyone are dragon riders. And nice. basically, basically pattern it on Top Gun, you know. So they're all these like <laughs> egomaniacal aces, you know, and and they totally know it. They play homoerotic beach volleyball, you know. 
and uh, and they all have code names, you know, and then they go off and ride their dragons. Oh my god, that sounds amazing. <laughs> Somehow this reminds me that uh, the One Roll Engine folks yeah. were making a Dragon Rider game. Mm, nice. And that was a couple years ago, and I haven't heard anything more about it. Mm. But it might it might just be under the radar. I don't hear a lot from the One Roll Engine folks, so... Yeah. Oh, man. Maybe, it may be happily trucking along in obscurity. I yeah, don't know. Definitely. Yeah, sometimes things can kind of get bogged down in playtests. I don't think people, like, hear a lot about the One Roll Engine stuff, like... That's true, too. Yeah. You yeah. know, like, they do monsters and other childish things, and that's probably their most well-known game. Right. But, mm. you know, they have, like, Better Angels, which is hilarious, and Wild Talents. They have a lot of superhero yeah. stuff. Yeah, I think Wild Talents might be might be a little bit also up there in the, uh, in the eye of the RPG community. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it might not be in ours because we don't really play like superhero RPGs at all. Yeah, I don't right. like them at all, but that's personal preference. Mm. Um, but yeah, they have a ton of one roll engine games, but mm. you don't hear about most of them. Indeed. Mm. <sighs> but anyway, so yeah, if you want to do some dragon riding, I want to look into that, David. So, I should. I should, but that wasn't my that wasn't my contribution. I snuck that one in. Uh-huh. <laughs> but, but what and and this is kind of kind of uh, takes it back around to our main topic because I, I my goal for 2015 is to actually I want I'm going to run some some sort of vanilla Forgotten Realms Fifth Edition D and D just to right. kind of get a feel for the system. But by the end of the year, I'm hoping that I can actually be digging into the Dungeon Master's Guide. Because it's got some great stuff about doing like custom classes, custom races. It's got like this whole back section with you know stats for gunpowder weapons and laser weapons. So you could do all sorts of crazy crap, you know. Definitely. So I really want to kind of take a stab at doing some kind of you know non-vanilla world building of some sort, you know. Mm-hmm. Sweet. Yeah. yeah. So we'll see. Yeah, definitely. Right now it's all very nebulous, but you know. Mm. That's my other pipe dream, I guess. Sounds pretty good. Mm-hmm. Cool, cool. Well, I guess it's on to me then. Yes. Oh, boy. Um, well, recently, um, <laughs> as, uh, as has been published onto the Esoteric Order and my, uh, onto my blog, I ran Scrolls and Swords, the one-page uh, RPG that was based off of another one-page RPG by the, um, I think it's 1-7 uh, Design Studios, who also did uh, Lady Blackbird, which... Yes. Uh, which I believe uh, I also ran a playtest of a while ago. Um, And uh, yeah, I ran it for Jade and Scott and Russell, and everyone seemed to have a really good time with it. So I'm going to run it again on Friday. And I'm hoping maybe to turn it into like a really sort of long, um, maybe not like, uh, maybe not year long, but definitely hopefully like uh, like a bi-weekly game. Mm-hmm. Just because, uh, like, currently the way I have it set up, I have a, uh, I have a partially filled in hex map, and I'm going to fill in more <laughs> of it as we keep playing every week and have the players name what shows up on it. <laughs> so, um, like, hopefully, once I run through all of the uh, all of the randomly generated plot lines that are on these uh, scrolls and swords one page, mm-hmm. I'll have enough, uh, you know, player interaction with the with the setting that you know we communitively create, and um, to be able to run something that's just sort of like you know, episodic and one and, and long lasting and just sort of something to jump in every, uh, every few weeks if we feel like it. Yeah. Nice. That yeah. Fun. So yeah, my current aim is to fill in that hex map, which is on like an eight and a half by 11 piece of paper. Nice. Yeah. It looks good so far. Mm, from what you showed me. It yeah. What be. was the name of the fjord? Uh, Smorgasfjords. Smorgasfjord. Of course. <laughs> yeah. <That's right. laughs> that was brilliant. Brilliant. Occasionally, I have those. But uh, yeah, I mean, I've I've got all these uh, I've got all these RPG books that I acquired from uh, from David on in his uh, garage sale or his mm-hmm. yard Next sale. <laughs> and nice. um, yeah, all the other books that I bought in this past year that haven't run yet, and mm. I'm just looking forward to playing a free one page RPG that I downloaded on like the day <laughs> after my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. 
It's like the um, the baby at Christmas who's more interested in playing with a box than the actual toy. Right? <laughs> Should have just gotten her the box. <laughs> so yeah, that's uh, that's my hope for the for the new year to fill in that uh, fill in that map and hopefully maybe even put one next to it. Well, nice. my hope for Dave for the new year is that uh, we will get our uh, space my space book game converted to something we enjoy a little oh. more. Oh, definitely. Because uh, like my character got left on kind of a cliffhanger. Kind of did. So yeah, maybe uh, maybe I'll run it. Like if if fate doesn't work out, I'll run it in the alternates uh, scrolls and swords uh, RPG, which is called uh, Lasers and Feelings. <laughs> that sounds perfect for our game, actually. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Lasers and feelings. And again, it's it's one of those systems where I don't have to roll any dice. That about sums it up. There you go. I'm yep. sensing a pattern. <laughs> That's right. This this whole next year, I'm just going to run games where I don't roll dice. That would be an interesting like vow, you know. You know, right? Like, yeah. I I am betting myself that I will not roll a single die this whole year. Tell you what, I uh, yeah, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna try to follow through with that uh, with that crazy <laughs> pronunciation. However, I may try to do that for like Lent or something. There you go. Or, yeah, oh. or just in your RPGs, because I mean, you want to play some warmer hordes. Oh, totally. Got to roll some dice for that. And I mean, I have to roll dice if I'm playing Pendragon or Call of Cthulhu as a player. Right. So. I mean, you could only... have somebody else roll for you for Pendragon. I mean, it can't get any worse. Uh, <laughs> you haven't listened to 524 yet, so I'm not going to yeah. tell you anything. <laughs> oh, my God. But if we have any cross-listeners who have, they probably get the joke. I did, like, recently finish, like, the episode where you almost lost two characters in one game. <laughs> well, Yeah. <laughs> That that basically sums up my Pendragon career. Yeah, it's been good so far. Yeah. Oh boy. <laughs> well, I think that's uh, I think that's probably a good place to sign off. Definitely. Uh, on, that but, on that super joyful note, uh, once again, thank you guys so much for listening tonight. Uh, this was the uh, first episode of 2015 for Unabashed Gaming. Once again, my name is David Shim. I'm Susan Stewart. I'm David Larkins. Thanks for listening. Just as a reminder to our listeners, we here at Unabashed Gaming love to hear from you. Head over to www.unabashedgaming.blogspot.com and leave us a comment. We also have a SpeakPipe link on our blog page. You can leave us a message directly through your computer's microphone or headset. Comments, questions, topic ideas, whatever you want to share with us, all is welcome. We hope to hear from you soon. Thanks. Thanks.